Big clap. Right, episode six. Hello. Here with Matthew Broadbent. It's been a while. I think we met um, through Dan Pierce, probably. Yeah. You, you sat on his podcast, had a great sing song. Yeah. Uh, always said to Dan, just great energy. Um, seemed to be a great guy from, from looking outward in. Well, well, what can I say? We just had a little chat there off camera. Just for you, I know someone who's obviously business driven, family man, into your personal development. Probably very routine, man. Just discuss the idea, and I think it'd be interesting to hear just how has how has lockdown been for you? Has it has it been challenging? Has there been highs and lows? Like for most people, how would you explain that? Um, personally, well, like you say, because I'm quite a right-brained sort of fly-by-night, daydreamy kind of person. Routine is quite important to me. I'm, I'm, I noticed you have a book, Atomic Habits, there. I've, I've not read it, but the author I've listened to a podcast by, and, and I think if you're, if you're a daydreamy sort of, let's just say, creative person like me, um, you need routine and habits to fall back on. They can provide a good cornerstone for yeah. your sort of day-to-day life. So because I'd already created some good habits for myself, um, lockdown's been pretty good. In fact, it were a fucking dream because it was happened to be nice weather. I got to spend more time with my family. Most of the things that we do, um, I, we've got two, me and our last, uh, my wife, we've got two home-based businesses, the hair salon that we own, that lockdown, but we were earning enough money that we didn't need it. There were obviously, there were a bit of furlough money as well. Um, so, so things were great because... There were no planes in the sky. There were no clouds on the uh, cars on the road. There was um, just me, my family, the sunshine, my businesses that I do from home whenever I feel like it, and m- the habits that I like to do. But if life gets in the way, I can't do them, and it frustrates me. I had all the time in the world to do them, so yeah. it were like a, it were like I would I would design in the perfect day every single day. It were great. Do you think the weather had a huge impact in that? I always thought in my head if if we were to be fully locked down now which i don't think will happen fully no um how would we have coped if the weather would have been cold rainy i think it would have been a different i do i mean i can feel it already i feel like there's a lot of people getting sads um but you know people are just a bit more low at the moment and it it really would have been a struggle if the weather wouldn't have been Mm. good i think yeah it's been it, it, it it's been difficult. I mean, there were a couple of times where I got irritated and my wife definitely did. Um, and we, as a family, coped. We had one incident with our neighbours. I was sat in the back garden playing a song on my guitar. Barbecue were on. Some were out. I was thinking, this is blooming great, singing along. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, na- to these two neighbours that we can't see over at Hedge, they shouted, why don't you write a song about social distancing? After I finished, and I were like, <laughs> I were like, um, sorry, I'm thinking, oh, uh, are they talking to me? I said, sorry, and he and, and he's and he's and I said, sorry, mate, did he, was that about was that about me? Do, do you mean me? And he's like, yeah, you obviously don't care about any rules because we'd had you know people had been round to house, we'd had some workmen doing some work at the house in lockdown, and it were a little bit, you know, we were pushing the boundaries because we're very sort of liberal people, me and yeah. my wife. And they're obviously very conservative people, which is fine. And um, and they ended up kind of, we ended up having this kind of argument over the fence. 
and I re- and this the the guy is like a fifty year old guy, and his missus is a similar age. They both work at Leeds University. They just started crying. They, you know, the the cry. They were going. It's just so difficult. And and I was like, oh man, I'm really sorry that you feel like this. You know, it's it's a difficult time, and they were really struggling. So you know, it, it got in people's heads, and I feel like that with the bad weather plus the news that we all get subjected to and we get encouraged to watch at the moment because we need to know the latest rules. Yeah. I think it all sort of compounds into a fucking psychological mess. Yeah. Oh, it could do. I, I felt like that. I, I felt I kept the structure early on, but even I felt myself just not, I don't know if it was like a self-sabotage feeling. I was like justifying the fact that I was working so much and, you know, keeping busy that probably the self-carey things started to disperse and not necessarily the deep things for me, more like I, I just noticed I stopped journaling. Mm. Just a little bit started wavering away. And I've still noticed this. I bought a brand new journal the other day. I always know I'm ready for a new uh, reset or change when I go and buy and invest in a good journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might, sound, good journal. Might, might sound strange to some people, but I know in it my head me. when oh, I buy yeah. a nice journal, not a cheap shitty one. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. From HomeSense. Uh, paper chase I buy my Oh, yeah. Ooh. But uh, that's, <laughs> when, that's when I know in my head, come on. Uh, yeah, pull it back together. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm self-aware enough to understand uh, I'm probably swaying in the wrong way of balance now, whether it be just the little things I know is uh, nutrition. Uh, I haven't got that bug for training as much. Um, going to bed a little bit late. It's not always the big things for me. Mm. You know, people who go down, and I always wonder, the people who go down this depression route, I wonder if it's just that they can't pull it back quick enough. Yeah, it slips away because all those little things, like let's just say not training as much, Going to bed a bit later. Bad food. Not journaling. Little bit worse food. Mm. Little qu- bit quicker food, for example. Or not getting as much fresh air. Just the tiny little bits. They all compound. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. And then, like you say, you end up thinking, I can't. Look, what the fuck's going on with my life here? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. I think I've. I always say this to young Steve. I think the ability to be able to pull it back is, is when you've got that sort of like, a little bit more wisdom, and I'm a little bit more further along now. That maybe back in the day that that process might have lasted six months. Whereas now I can probably pull it back in six weeks. Mm. And uh, I don't know what it is with the psychology of this lockdown, but it definitely did affect me. I yeah. can't necessarily pinpoint it or what was it or... Because I'd, I'd use the justification, maybe it was I can't go on holiday like I used to. Yeah. Um, even though they've just opened the Canaries up and, uh, you know, my good friend Ian Atley who owns IH Motomes, he's just gone to Lanzarote for a week. So people are craving something. Yeah. Whether it's craving that escape, that... that, that we just went to Scarborough and uh, Whitby for four days and just the ability to check out there were massive for me. Um, but the weird thing for me, I don't know if you notice this, being a very busy person, every time I go away, I always fall ill. When you come back, you do? No, it's like if I, I don't know if I operate on caffeine, nicotine and just adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. That when I try and check out uh, mentally and, and, and stop work for a few days, I always just get this like, just a bit of a... I think there's something there, you know. Because in, uh, just to sort of give you an example of how, sometimes how it works in fire service, um, I'm, a f- I'm a firefighter for anyone who doesn't know, um, there's a there's a thing where, let's just say you're trapped somehow, let's just say you've gone into some mud, some really quick like quicksand mud and you're trapped and you, you there's blood flow to your legs has gone or whatever, you're in serious shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um then you get this thing where your body's kind of starts releasing a chemical that's almost keeping you alive. And then rescue will come 
don't worry, worry, mate, worry, just a sec, and then they'll die. And it's like the body's giving, it's like the, your, your body has a way of sort of running on a certain thing that we don't know what it is because it's mm. within us. And then yeah. all of a sudden when it, when it's, when that thing stops, it's like you, your phys- your whole physiology changes mm. and, and you might be maybe, I think my wife's like this as well. She'll graft up to a holiday and then she's she. It's like a release, but emotionally as well. Yeah. Where she's like a real pain in the ass for the first three days because <laughs> it's been such a stress getting to it to this yeah. point. I like, don't know. It's something in that. Yeah. He uh, Aubrey Marcus. I read his book, and he he said when he was younger, and I I found a lot of similarities in this. He was like sprint and recover. So like you said about your wife, yeah. then sprint really really hard. You know, obviously take take the time to recover. But I think as I'm as I'm getting a little bit older, I probably need to just find that that tipping point when is the time to to reset when is the time to sort of just check out a little bit because you work I, I've noticed and I don't mind saying this I'll speak to my you know the clients I have uh, you start to see your work get a little bit not compromised but it's just not as there when you're on it you mean if you're sprinting too much if I've gone too hard yeah you know things become compromised you, you, your body's fatigued you're not going to be as creative you you know and I think rest is equally as important, especially for people who are, you know, creative or or, or are making things or running businesses and, and, and doing business development. I've found myself, I've got to take that time off. Like I use Wednesdays now to, to podcast and I use Wednesdays to, I'll go train today, we'll, we'll eat some nice food. I'll I'll just use Wednesdays as a micro checkout day and I know I'll feel better tomorrow. Do you think that as a creative person, because I, my, my philosophy on, being creative is that the more cre- the more you can be creative, the more time you can invest into being creative. It's like an um, a cell. It's like a the sun. It's like keeps burning and gro- glowing and gets better and better and better. The more the more creative you are, that it's not like a a finite. Yeah, you can't. You, you just you get can't be- burn out. Yeah, like Pharrell Williams. You know, you get these people who are just they never they just seem to be able to just create shit. Like Kanye West. There's these people who are just constantly creative people. Yeah. I don't think creativeness burns. I think it's better. It's the work yeah. that goes along with it yeah. that burns you out, and then you're less effective I, 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 as a creative I agree person. with that. Again, clients won't mind me saying this. There's a lot of day-to-day business stuff that's not always sexy and not always, yeah. you know, good. And some of the strategies for 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 building pipelines and selling things, it's not always glamorous, but no. it's required and it's needed. And I think it's that in itself that probably does. I think I, I think I do believe what you say there. I, I don't think we can burn out with spiritual beings. Yeah, the, yeah. the chances of us burning out, we probably just become not so necessarily bored. I think I've got to be careful with the word I use here, but you probably just become tired. Yeah. Of doing something specifically that you don't necessarily want to do all the time. Do you think that? Right. So just imagine there's a just imagine there's a fence, and either side of the fence you've got one side that's a super creative. Let's just say fly-by-night, daydreamy, creative person. And then you've got the other side of the fences, left-brained, hard-line, uh, structure, um, just details, making, make it, doing the work necessary, the discipline. So you've got, let's just pretend you've got either side of the fence there. And on that fence in the middle is where the real success is because you've got people that are super disciplined that are successful. Let's just say, let's just call them left-brainers for, for, for simplicity. Left brainers who are super successful. You've got creative people who are really creative and create brilliant things, but don't become successful. But they're they're living their success. 
by being creative. You know, let's say they're a poet. Yeah. They're an unsuccessful poet, but the poetry is incredible. But they've never learnt the discipline. They've never they've never gone into that space where it's like, like you were just saying, it's it's the shit. It's eating the shit, and and, and at the same time, you've got the super disciplined person, the left brain person who's who's not got the energy to be creative. They've not got the time and the patience to become creative because everyone has it in them. So they never hit their true potential. And the tr- and the true outliers are the ones who can keep the fire burning mm. on the fence somehow. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I was listening to the Kanye West podcast uh, the other Did day. Did you listen to the one with, Ro- with Rogan? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it was. He's, he's inspiring, you know. I really like him. I think he, he scares people because he's so honest. Um, and, and he's... I've always liked his music. I like his clothes, although I won't wear all of them. But I like his clothes. He's, 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 he says, he says what he wants to do, and he tries to do it. He's he's honest. Mm. He's flawed but honest, and I think that's why you know I feel like I relate to that. Um, but he's he's someone who can manage. Who seems to have found that point where he can be working hard and cre- and really creative at the same time and maintain it, mm. which is the holy grail for anyone I think yeah. anyone who's creating something yeah I look at people like that and it's just how do they keep that intensity up it's it's amazing to see it's got to be it, it has to be something that's I think it's pain yeah it's it's a pain that they've the it's a pain that they're for want of a better word pacifying the 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 the, 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 the satisfying or the there's there's something deep within them that there's an urge that they need to, to satisfy that's probably born when they were children, you know, like my, me. Do you I mean, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, it's do, fine. Do you think it's, so when you say pain, do you mean uh, there's a there's a trauma there? Yeah. There's, there's, there's a problem that's happened when they're a child? Yeah, yeah, somehow. And that trauma, interestingly, we, we all think of trauma like something, let's just say you might have been sexually abused or something, which is, which is clearly traumatic or... You might have witnessed someone close to you die in front of your eyes. That's all clearly traumatic. But <clears throat> trauma can be so, so, so f- subjective. Like my son, for example, is a really sensitive boy. Um, I don't think I'm not sure. I might have been a sensitive boy. I don't think I was that sensitive. But he's a very sensitive boy, and there's nothing in his life that's gone on that is traumatic by our standards. Mm. But to him, certain things are true. Tra- I know that the traumatic to him that are like, come on, son, it's all yeah. right, mate. And those things he can bury or he can, you know, he doesn't know how to express. He can't talk about them because he's not articulate enough yet. And then eventually they come out as insecurities that you're trying to sort of compensate for as an adult. Mm. And that insecurity, let's say, for example, for me, uh, I, I realized through reading and through learning about this kind of thing um, that my... My mum, she was, she got postnatal when when I was born, right? So, which is normal, and, and you know, it's not fine, but it's fucking understandable. She she got postnatal, and my dad worked away a lot. My dad's a musician as well, so when he was here, he was out doing gigs on the night. So I had this, there were this like, uh, I needed attention from the people who who, who cared for me, and I wasn't getting it because my dad wasn't there. He want he were there when he were there. He were great, loving dad. My mum will love him, but I could just imagine, because I know that this is a lot of women now, I'll have been pestering her, can I do this jigsaw, mummy? Can I do this jigsaw? And she was like, give me two minutes, give me two minutes. 
go go do just no go, it's TV get TV turn you know she didn't she didn't have the brain space because she was suffering, mm. and then I started craving attention, and then I took that into my teens, and then it, I get I became a a womanizer trying to shag every single bird I could get my hands on. You think that's to just to seek that validation yeah. there, right? One hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, seeking that validation. Did you connect the dots when you were that age? Or you just no. think I just wanted to shag? No, I yeah, I just thought I was just that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, this is normal. I was that kind of guy. Yeah, and 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 a, and a similar and but this were me, and eventually it took me to sort of meet my wife and 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 obviously. You what know, age did you meet your wife? I met her when we were seventeen, and this is, so it's we we have this conversation because we, when when a few of our when we were seventeen, we we well, one of the lads learned how to drive. We were sat there on a Saturday afternoon bored no money and we said what should we do what should we do so when oh let's drive to blackpool so six of us totally illegal jumped into this little <laughs> corsa drove to blackpool and walked around bars with no money just with his hands in his pockets we'll look, we'll look like in between us and i was the guy that used to go up to the girls i was like the one who just i was the like the one who who'd why, did you, why did you have the chat maybe i was just like yeah and i and then the, my my bigger better looking mates would just come in and sweep everything <laughs> up and i'd just be stood there with no girlfriend after it but um i met my wife in blackpool when we were about 18 17 18 and uh, we just started waving at these girls and we sat there waving back i'm thinking oh she's nice and uh, we went to chat to them and it turned out they lived near us, but we didn't have mobile phones then. None of us had mobile phones. So I got her house number, rang her, we started going over to meet them. Uh, and I started seeing her and I couldn't believe it because she was like really good looking. And, you know, she she fancied me and not my big handsome mates. Uh, and because we didn't have mobile phones and we, I didn't have a car, it sort of fizzled out. And then we reconnected a couple of years later started seeing each other but i was a proper player i used to be just like doing anything and everything i wanted and my wife she she gives me loads of stick about this now but she kind of she takes pride in that she sort of got she 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 got that out of my system she allowed me to be out of my system you think she sensed that or knew that she knew i feel like she did yeah and she uh, and eventually she sort of snagged me got me and turned me into a proper man uh, you know, like a, a disciplined, faithful husband mm. that's a good dad. Oh, I try to be. Um, but, you know, we've been married for like nearly 10 years now. So it's... Um, How old are you? 38. Wow. Yeah. So How old are you? Tw uh, 32. Are you? I thought you were well older than that. Benny uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kane always calls me granddad face. Real, real, real tough paper round, mate. I thought we were, I thought we were the same age just because it mates we've got, that's all. No, but uh, so married at twenty eight, ten years. Yes. Yeah, more I, or less. I, I, I would have thought I would have been married that uh, around that age, but I think there's time. There's, there's, there's still time. There's, there's still no, there's no, but the, it's, times have changed now. Yeah. Just to dig into what you said then, I think what's uh, real refreshing, and I actually forgot about it, is the because I'm in that age category where mobile phones were just coming through, but that how much more work was required to oh. to build that connection and and just the the graft required i always say now to to if we have discussions about you know uh, getting girls and just the tinder world we live in now that way you had to get the house number yeah then you had to call the house number the dad might think can i speak to and i just I, so many gatekeepers to yeah get through. and it's just it's refreshing to hear that because we, we we live in a world now where it's just you can get anything just instantaneously and even though there's definitely positives in that, yeah. 
there's also a lot of negatives because you haven't got to put that work in. I don't think as much. You know, Tinder's a prime example. If one person doesn't talk to you, you keep swiping and it's just... Yeah. Imagine, well, imagine having a daughter and your daughter is having a lower standards to the point where she's she's just a, a swiper, a left or right, and she's got to appeal to that. And yeah. it's, there's so much more to a person than mm. that. Yeah. It's it's a different dynamic to, to date now because if you're... if Like they're just the little things, like the ability to, to wave at girls, uh, the ability to approach a girl. And, and, and not necessarily just girls, but in, in life, mm. the, the ability to, to meet and greet somebody. Yeah. This is a dying art form now. So like my housemate at the minute, he's, um, he's seeking work and I'm, I'm giving him network tips, trying to help him out. And just the ability to, to go knock on someone's door at a business and, yeah. and stand out. And these things still do. And, 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 and for me, are, are a skill set that people have to develop. More so now, it, it, because this so everyone's because things are so easy. It's so easy to send a message. It's so easy to sw uh, go on a, a dating app and just get a all it's like I say things are put on a plate so much that if you're willing to do the hard bit, yeah, it, you stand out so much more than what everyone else does. Yeah, even I agree. more so. You know, it's um, it's 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 something that I teach people as well. Exactly. Say, make the phone call and not not send the message. Yeah, all right, send the message. The facility's there. Yeah, make, but have that. Be brave enough to to face that rejection. Mm. Um, but but like the effort that you have, to, but even. The effort that you put yourself through, the striving to that goal. So whether you're striving to get that girl, you're striving to get that job, or you're striving towards that goal within your business or whatever it is, it's the pain and the sort of. Oh hello. Oh hi. <laughs> Technology is fine. Um, yeah, it's it's striving towards those things that that almost embed them deep more deeper into you, so you want the thing more. Like if you're having struggle, you're struggling in your relationship. If you, it's that it's those things struggling that make for a more wholesome and better ending. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Does that, would you? It's like look at me with our There's no way that I would be married to my wife now if we got together now. There's mm. been so many obstacles that we could easily just ah, we've we've gotten to a point where. We've we've even talked. We've we've gotten to points where we've talked about divorcing. We've talked about it, but then we've come. We've gone to the brink, and then we're no. This no. We we both agree we don't want this. So let's. What can we do? And work. Go through the hard bit. Be vulnerable. Be go through the shit. And now it's like we're happily married, and it's. We're, we're, you I'm think you? Come. My longest relationship's been like uh, let's look six years. Mm -hmm. So I've never got to the ten point. Do you? Do you believe you almost re-fall in love uh, many times through that relationship? When you, when you say you come to the brink, uh, what what do you mean? Number one, what do you mean by the brink? And and then how did you get through that? Right. So I see it as um, so. Imagine you both running a race, uh, or you dr you're driving a really fast car, or you both you're like a a, a, a a fighter jet flying next to each other. So it's so easy to move apart. You, you drift apart, life, you know, it's not just you two. Hollywood tells you that like love's like this thing where you just all love the same people and you've got friends that are the same people, you have the same philosophy on life, you have the same taste, you like the same music, and that's bollocks. You don't, you're two completely different people like what me and you are. Yeah, and, and people change. Yeah, So the, and that's even another flavour to add to it. So 
you've got you've got to be intentional at staying next to each other. You, it's so easy to drift, 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 and before you know it, the gap's so big that it's like, look how far apart we are now. And you've got to be intentional to stay together. And if you start to feel resentment, and this isn't a principle that reply, uh, even applies to business, if you start feeling resentment or let, you can't be asked, even though you know that the, the ideal situation would be to be purely in love with this person or the ideal situation would be to make it in this business or whatever it is that you want to apply that to. You need to notice it in yourself rather than, oh, that person, it's this, that thing, that, whatever that object is, is not cutting it for me and the need to sort, it needs to sort itself out. She needs to sort herself out, etc. It's all about that and not about me at all. When in fact, you need to reverse it and think, what do, what am I what can I do? What what's what's the problem with me? Why am I resenting this person? What you know? Because once that resentment sets when in, when you looked inward like that, what what were you finding? Um, with my wife, what I was finding was, um, I know that I, well, so when I when we got to the points where we were really in crisis, the the thing this is the thing if you're married. We have kids. We have a how. There's there's more and more obstacles which make it more and more difficult to separate, right? So these are these are some of the good reasons why people should get married because you you're creating a barrier that's just point. You just can't be bothered going through that barrier, so you might as well make it work, mm. sort of thing. Um, because what I find is a lot of personally, I feel like everyone's the same, but different. You 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 know the the grass isn't greener. Um, everyone has insecurities and problems and stuff that you we just don't know about them yet. So other people always seem better than this person when in fact they're not. They're just another version of this person. So you might as well just fucking make it work. And and when I were when I was um, looking inwards about how we could make our marriage work when it was on the rocks, I, I had to become really it was difficult i had to become really sort of vulnerable be willing to be really vulnerable and admit my flaws and say look babe you know i am i am selfish you know she'd she'd think i were she'd think i put myself first you know usual story women think men put themselves first and we do and um and I'd, I'd i'd have to admit to my flaws and openly be like look this is me here's my chest here's my chest look i'm open any just lay you've got to lay it all out on the table you just got to, and 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 if and if you do that, then they will, and before you know it, you know everything about each other, and and it's a process like marriage. It's a it's a constant battle, it's a constant growth process. You keep learning, and she, she you know, as I revealed new things about myself that I'd even not ever spoken to anyone about, because I just didn't feel like I'd needed to. Not that I were hiding any deep secrets. It's like it's all this stuff's in my past. So what's the point in talking about? It? It's like. No, get everything out on the table. Once everything's out on the table, you know completely what you're playing with and mm. there's no lies. The, the truth will set you free, basically. And then it's like, right, everything's out of the system now. Do you know what, actually? I'm glad we had that. And then you've levelled up. And all of a sudden now, we're fucking buzzing for each other. We have we have great... You know, what I think we have great sex. She didn't think I can Good. last. She didn't think I can last. She didn't think I can last right long. I'm all right with that though. <laughs> but, she, but but we have a but 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 we have you know a fancier. We have a good relationship with business partners. We have we have a great family time. So that's now. But I'm sure when it when we when we've grown to a certain point, 
we'll come to a strained or a bottleneck point and then we'll need to grow through that again yeah and it's just a constant growth period like that i think mm. super interesting that yeah uh, someone said to me yesterday how how far into their marriage did you did you have kids we well we already had we right so we we had we already had one each from right so we were both whilst i were in my period of roginess roginess um of trying to satisfy <laughs> trying to find mummy i was trying to find mummy just doing a lot of practice yeah uh, and and while i were going for that period we both had a child uh, she was in a relationship and i was in multiple relationships and um and then uh we but we started because i knew her we'd stayed in touch and i really you know i trusted her and I, i'd always liked her uh, as a friend as well she, she, we we decided to sort of make it make a go so we we started seeing each other properly and then we had a child about f- four years in noah my son uh basically got married and you know created noah on the wedding night like traditional style so yeah um and the and that that even that adds a another layer of difficulty because that you, you, you're not fo- not only can you not focus on you when you go when you start going out with someone you can't focus on yourself anymore but then when you you have a kid you can't even focus on them anymore yeah so then they feel left out and the bloke feels left out you're like what about me no she's not bothered about you anymore she's got her man she's got a new man yeah and then you and then you've got to humble yourself or deal with it internally or spit your dummy out and go find someone else who can focus on you but then you've just You've you've left a child without a dad, then. Yeah. You know, it's 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 all about growth. It's mm. all about looking in the mirror, basically. Mm. Yeah, she said to me yesterday. I won't mention who it was, but the if you can get past, she said, to Josh, if you can get past the two year mark uh, after the child, you'll 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 probably stay together. I think so. And why is that two years? And is that just the the like you said then, just the? I think that biologic. So I think that blokes like your testosterone, your blokes testosterone drops. You have less sleep. You become more ratty, you, you, because because of the nature of raising a kid and living in this society where we're working hard, social media, we're so distracted. We we have we have got the difficult difficulty of nurturing a relationship as well, mm. and then you've got no energy for that, so you don't want to have to go through the pain of doing that. You don't even feel like this person deserves your attention because they just what do they even do for you, mm. and then. And then after about two years, you're like, I think that you've gotten to a point where it's like this person, you're really hanging on by a tether. I mean, some people are probably like, I don't think that that ever happened with us, but I would say most people go through this kind of, and and if you can make, if you can see, it's almost like if you can see it coming, let's put things in place. Let's try things and let's maybe make sure we eat together without any TV or phones. Let's, Make sure there's no TV in the morning, so we're all talking around breakfast table. Just little anything you can put things systems in place that is going to prevent you from splitting up. Yeah. The goal ultimately is for the child. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you're you're number one, but then it becomes about a partnership. But the goal is about raising a healthy child, and if you're if that get, child's getting raised in chaos, it might appear like it's coping, but just wait till it gets to thirty year old and it's a, it's a, it's an alcoholic or it's addicted to gambling or it's they all these things manifest later on in our lives. Yeah, that chaos will come through. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's about putting the systems in place. Like that's what marriage. I feel like that's what marriage is good for. Mar- it used to be a religious thing, 
and it used to, it's about declaring to people it's it's about the intangible it's it's a big intangible thing but it's like you're declaring to people this is us i am devoting myself to her and the it's it just creates more barriers the, the, as long if you're together and you can do things that are going to benefit that child and eventually that's all that matters and we're procreating in a positive way then doing that bit for humanity i uh i'm sort of like fresh into a, a new relationship and when you said then the 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 selfishness this is one thing that i've had to probably look at myself in the mirror and realize right i've been 18 probably been single 18 months uh being able to do what i want my schedule my time all this um that was that has proven difficult for me just mm. to not that i've I, I felt like i've handled it all right but just knowing that right you're allowing someone else in that will take up time there's going to have to be um what's the word called there where it's give and take yeah reciprocal yeah there's going to have to be some sort of like give and take or reciprocal behavior and uh it, it's took a little bit of, of getting going for me to get back into that flow um i think that's a block thing you do know? you think yeah because i i don't know if it were whether it was like you said a, a selfish thing i've just been able to do things on my time when i want i can do go do business meetings when i want i can i don't know i don't know if it's just i feel like that blokes are biologically designed to we are designed to 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 hunt which in modern terms is is do work and do business yeah so where if we're out as long as we're every now and again getting our fill we we're hunting we're happy and then but then a relate but modern life it's not like that it's like there is another person uh, to consider now and you can't just go around mating and having babies with every single female that you see anymore it's, mm. it, society's changed so we, we're kind of like fighting against our biology a bit yeah. and you're you're doing what's natural and you've got a you, you might she might say because obviously i don't know you, you missus i'm sure she's lovely um she she naturally she will want because her biology is to is to nest and create a home and want to do this sort of you know for the for the betterment of the of a what she sees as a potential family one day so she has to sort of try and rein you into that and you are wanting to go off and it's about fighting against it. so you, you're only doing what feels natural it's not a it's like it feels natural to look at a, a pretty girl it's not. It doesn't mean to say that we're going to go over and mate with her, does yeah, it? It's just yeah. a. You know, it's just. It's just understanding your own biology. I think is important and and our own evolution. That's why when you touched on that book there, Doctor Chris Ryan, um, I forgot the name of the book, but his book that got his notoriety was Sex at Dawn, and it describes that. It describes the programming of of us as a, as a core animal. Yeah, yeah. And I always found that real interesting. Yeah, because when because when the more you understand about yourself. You, it is, it's like, oh, it's not me being a loser. It's not me being um, a, a weak. You know, I, I feel upset about that thing. God, I'm such a pussy. It, it's just a natural reaction to things that have actually happened to you. It, it, it's, there's, there's, thing, there's reasons for everything. It's not just because you're a pussy yeah. or you're weak or you're a, you know, you can never hold a relationship down because you're just that type of person. There's, Friggin' reasons, exact reasons behind it Do you all. think people who necessarily aren't super self-aware, like obviously someone like yourself, you, you, 
you're going to be self-aware uh, at a higher level than I would say most. Do you think some people, uh, like you said there, where it's, it's, do you think they're oblivious to that? Yeah, yeah. They can't look at themselves. They can't connect the dots, or, uh, engage, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, 100%, because, and it kind of goes a bit back to what you're saying about, um, about when people start becoming sad and, you know, with lockdown and how, how, mental health is obviously we know it's a big thing and it's going to become more of a big thing and it's going to and good you know i mean in in terms of how we talk about it and how open it all is but if you're just allowing life to just happen to you and you don't understand this you don't you, you don't know how to look inwards and you don't understand biology you're not learned in learned enough with all you know sounds like a posh word and stuff but it's just it's about you're not learning so you can appear like you've more intelligent you're not learning so you can come across as a, a com- better conversationalist in a group of people you're doing it for your benefit and mm. for y- if you can become a, a more stronger and more resolute person then you're you're in a position to help more people in your immediate vicinity yeah you know they can lean on you when they need it yeah you know that's it's a responsibility I think when you've thing. done the inward work like that and people understand and and know that you've actually done it you're not just yeah i always say this to the to to when i go into these businesses i get a little bit of praise for for the ability that i'm not going to go in there and and, and billy bullshit billy bullshit um i'm just going in there and offering my perspective and i think if people can people know if you've done the work i always say this i can tell with you straight away i know you've done the work you'll meet other people who you know they might be book smart or they might be um, well-educated at university, but you know at a core level that they've not moved the marker along. Yeah. And that's what everybody, well, not everybody should do, but I think if lockdown, if you can see a positive in it, is that you've had to look inward in this lockdown. Yeah. You you, you have more time. You, you, you might be furloughed from work, so that eight hours a day has been removed for a while. I know people have gone back now, but people probably found the mental health thing hard there because a lot of people would have started drinking, a lot of people would have started gambling, like you talked about, and, and potentially drugs, and and and, and a, a vast array of a vast agreed a vast array of other distractions because it's it's moving them away from the actual hard work mm. of that inward work of yeah. maybe uncovering parts of them that don't like mm. uh, going back to that trauma. Um, it's interesting to sort of like, as I'm listening to what you're saying, to to what makes someone decide to look inward. Because yeah. mo- most just won't uh, even know how to do the hard work, know mm. how to go inward. You, we discussed off camera there regarding, you know, meditation and all these things. When I really look back and why did I do the float tanks? Why did I get into psychedelics? Why did I get into personal development? Why did I get into journaling? Why did I get into all these things? It's trying to fix something. And I just think most people probably... And self-aware enough to even number one be self-aware that I need fixing, I need healing, and I want to get better. What makes, if I can try and ask the question, what makes someone want to change? Because people don't know what they don't know. What would make someone trigger and think, right, I want to change? Um, I feel like it's a uh, there becomes a day. It don't. I don't. I won't necessarily. It's always just a snap decision. It's probably a series of decisions that you, you sort of piece together i remember once i um 
I remember one time, I, I, I always wanted to be a firefighter and I became one and I had no education. I'd never get in fire service now, um, you know, with what I came out of school with. But um, I remember what, my daughter were really young and there were about a week to go before I got paid again. And I had no money, like I had zero. And I, would, I found 11p, in, I think it might have been in my like pocket of my jeans or something. And I remember thinking, and I needed some milk and bread because there were, there were no in cupboards and no money. And I remember thinking, this is fucking tragic. Mm. I, I have got a job that most people, if this were in news, it'd be a big deal. I mean, a lot of it were down to my own discipline and financial education. But um, that were a moment where I were like, what is going on here? So, so and anyway, I, I, th- I thought, I'm going to get out of this some fucking way. Might have been, I'll probably in my mid-twenties when, when this happened. And then I kept, with this sort of like lesson in my mind still, it got to a point, then I eventually became, you know, got with our lass and became married. And even then, I'd, I'd kind of turned things around internally. So I was, I'd, I'd committed to being a good husband. I'd committed to looking after my family and being the sort of gate, the, the, the sort of the king of my own kingdom. And I still want providing my family with what what we needed, what I felt they deserved, and what I deserved. So I remember living in, I live in a relatively nice area for for our part of the world, and everyone seemed to be taking their kids to Disneyland and having these amazing holidays and just having stuff that I just didn't have and I didn't even have access to financially. And I was just like, I, I, I am, I am, what are you doing what I aren't doing? There's something that you're doing that I'm not doing. What is it? And, and I, it kind of, it felt like it were all pointing towards finances nearly always. And I've never been a money-oriented person or flashy person at all, so I were almost like scared of dealing with money, learning accounting, learning, you know, budgeting, all the hard things that you don't want to do. I was, I was avoiding, you know, doing it properly. I mean, and and eventually I was just like, right, fuck this. I'm gonna as soon as I get, a, as soon as I get a sniff of something that's not saying that I, you know I love being a firefighter. But if I have something that's a vehicle that can get me to a point where I'm giving my family, not just, I'm not just talking about financially, but it's easy to measure. It's easy to quantify his money and how, how many holidays you can go on and how, what your car is. It's easy to measure that. This mm. is why we use it as, in terms of stuff like that. So I thought if I get some kind of opportunity, I'm going to I'm gonna take it and I'm going to fucking learn it like a like a boss, I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna fully commit to becoming ace at it, and I just didn't know what that was, and it and it came it, it eventually uh, a, a couple of years later eventually got got shown a, a system sort of working from home uh, of what we do and you know we work we we both have businesses and stuff that you can work from home, and I, and that were the that were like the third part of it I thought right I found it now I'm gonna really do what these people do I'm in the vehicle now I'm gonna learn how to drive it. And so that was kind of like the series of decisions that I made, but it all required a better level me. And the only person who become could become better was me. No one was going to teach me because no one I knew knew how to do it. Yeah, you, you didn't have the mentors around you. No. You just were self-inspired and then saw, right, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, my mentors were all party boys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So And, and then at the same time, I'm, I've, I've got this uh, these other spit plates to spin with a family 
trying to you know become a better husband and a better man to the women and females in my life so i had to grow that and it, it all pointed towards learning and self-reflection i have to get better i can't expect anyone else to help me i can't expect anyone else to change for me i'm just gonna have to get better and that's really how it started and it just one thing led to another and before you know it you're just like wow why didn't we just get taught all this at school? It almost the the blink has come off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Y- you said something there that I always sp- speak to any young person who reached out to him. I'm like, find a racetrack to run on. Yeah. Whatever that might be. Yeah. You know, we've got a common, uh, some common ground that we, we, we both found network marketing, which we, we're both obviously advocates of. But now more than ever, there's there's so much potential out there to, to use the internet, to, to, to leverage something, to find a racetrack for you to run on. Yeah. Um, dive into that a little bit, you know. So I I think that um, with everything that I ta- I did I talked about this recently uh, on my own little sort of vlog that I do. But I, how can people find that? Cause, uh, people who listen to this, they'll be interested to to dive into your content. Where do they find that? Well, well, they can they can Google or go on Instagram. There's Future Lifestyle Pro. They can connect with me on Facebook, Matthew Broadbent. Um, but we i i realized that if i can create something this is part of the like all all part of the creative process if i can be creative and hard working enough in a in a period of time that i can create a kind of a distribution system that i'm getting paid when i'm not always there regardless of what that product or service is not just through network marketing through anything if you're you know if somebody who sells blooming who's got a an ebay business who's selling blooming calendars they might sell absolutely loads all year they're not literally stood in a stall selling them all by hand it's all online they've got some leverage yeah they've got leverage and and then that makes you that means you've got more freedom so you've got more time so then you can do things like ponce around like do podcasts and play my guitar and stuff like that so you've got more time to be free yeah it's not about all making money and capitalism capitalism and big fat fat cats you know lighting cigars with 10 pound notes it's not that it's about freedom yeah and um and I think if you if you can be a, a whole if you can de- learn or like you say get in the right vehicle, you can you can you can sort of develop in your own time, and then you can achieve freedom through through having your own thing from home. Now that's not it's not so people might say well what's the what kind of what kind of thing do, do I do? Well, my my. my when I was sort of looking for something, I didn't know what I wanted. I think what it is is just if if something that's good enough. I think everyone wants the perfect thing. We we're too exposed to yeah. We're too exposed to social media where everything seems perfect, and this person who I who I admire seems like he's totally loving what he's doing, and I wish I could do that. I think find something that is good enough, and then decide to become world class at it. And in that in that you will the beauty will reveal itself of what you're doing. And I think to add to that, find something that can scale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, like, yeah. And then yeah. that's a, a free... That's a, yeah, like I, I, I used to always... I spoke to someone recently who just... Uh, he's making PPE equipment. And they're all they're making is the bibs, but they're just making yeah. an obscene yeah. amount of money. And <laughs> it, it's not a unique... It's not a crazy idea. I always say to people, when I was younger, you're like... You speak to so many young kids now who are trying to, and there's nothing wrong with this, trying to create these, I'm going to create the new Facebook, I'm going to create the new Amazon, I'm going to create... Yeezys. It's, it's just, all cool stuff, isn't it? It's just so different. Can it happen? Absolutely. You know, if it's happened once, it can happen again. 
but to find that unique unique sorry idea is so difficult. Uh, do, do you know what's funny? It's so, so hard. Well, well uh, just a little sort of story on that, and I've got a little plug to do as well. Is that all right? No I'll problem. Do. So 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 when I w- we were doing an inspection in our fire engine on this building that was an actual like a shit uh, fil- filtration factory thing. So basically, all our shit. All our, you know, sewage works goes to this place and it gets filtered and compressed and they take all the solid out of it and then it gets processed and put back into the system and whatnot. And the guy's car parked outside. And I had this, I had a story of one of the guys who worked there. He was literally a shit packer. He, he like, he compressed and it all into solid and the, the liquid got taken out and he, this, apparently this guy actually just stunk a shit all the time <laughs> it works there but the person who's cat who, who on, whoever ran this place he had a big proper nice jaguar and i remember thinking man i bet there's i bet he's got no competitors he's got no competition this guy the, whatever he's doing if he owns the if this, if this is a private business and he owns it and and he, he gets kind of subcontracted by government there's nobody would go i'm gonna go into that shit packing business or shit filtration no mm. one because it's just not glamorous yeah and and it's like with me with my online business i basically i save people money on bills and businesses money on bills i say to people it's not sexy it's bought who gives a shit about that but it's about what it can what how much that service is actually needed on the consumer end of it that's where the money comes the demand yeah the demand and and i have a i've just like so i'll pl- i'll do a plug so i've just started a a little business, a home-based business called Santa's Secret Letter, and it's a—it's not necessarily just a Christmas thing, but it's about—it's a letter, like a keepsake certificate gift thing, that you can um, you give to a kid when they're at the age where they don't believe in Santa anymore. And we did it on our on our youngest daughter, Annabelle, and she uh, she didn't really believe in she believed in Santa because she'd been to the, see the big guy himself in 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 uh, Lapland. So all the mates going, you know, he doesn't exist. She's about 10 years old at this point. He doesn't exist, you know. You still believe in him? She'd be like, I've met the guy. Mm-hmm. I've actually met him, though. I've Seen been, him. I've been to his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got huskies. It's snow. Trust me, all the magical lights, everything, I've seen him. So you can't tell me. Um, and we were so like, oh, God, she still believes in Santa when she was going to upper school. We're like, how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to tell her without breaking her heart? Because she was so excited about Christmas and Santa and everything. So my wife wrote her a letter that would basically explain the history of St. Nicholas and that we, it was a tradition that parents carried on because he used to give presents to kids, poorer kids. And we carried that tradition on uh, and now here we are, uh, a thousand years later, still doing it. And this is what the magic of Christmas is all about. He's still here in spirit and we we sort of, it lives on through all of us by giving yeah. our kids to, presents to kids, right? And then, and then at the bottom of the letter, she had to sort of dec- do a declaration. So you know all about this sort of, you know, if you write something down and you declare and you, you sort of affirming to yourself, I'm going to do something, it's a bit more powerful than just saying it to someone. Mm. So she, it's like a declaration. I promise to keep the magic of Christmas alive for, for my younger siblings and the children in my life. Signed, Annabelle, on so-and-so date. And she's making a declaration to herself. And what that did is it made her... Um, it made her feel responsible. All of a sudden, she'd be like tapping her nose, like you know, really helping us, rather than doing what I did, where I got to, where I got to uh, find out Santa wasn't real, and I was like, everyone, 
Round at my house now. I've got something to tell you. Telling all little kids on the street, four-year-olds and everything. Yeah, you've almost be... mentally checked out. It's not real. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. So as Annabelle, so it, so we, so we decide. So I decided to make this product, Santa Secret Lair. It's in a little box. You can buy it online, Santa Secret Lair. But this is. But the point of this is what I'm saying is that we came up with an idea, and I had to. I had to commit financially to it, and I'm not in profit with it yet. But it will because I feel like it will. You know, it's got some pretty good traction. Um, but it takes so that's Santa's Secret Letter.com. Yeah, or uh, on Instagram. Yeah, okay. so it's that. And and but but um but the point is, it's another f- it's another way that you can. It's not something that you get taught how to do at school. It's something that you've got to be creative and intentional with and figuring out. I saw an opportunity in this letter that my wife wrote. I thought I'm going to make a product out of this, and then make a home based business, and then I had to financially fork out for it. And it's you've got to be willing to to commit. Um, and rather than if you're just looking for a job, like in this climate, if there's even any any jobs available, it's almost like, what can I get out of it? What can I get? Who's going to give me something? Whereas w- I think the future is a bit more going to be a bit more like, what can I give? What have I got that I can give to people? And then you might get compensated for it. Mm. That's, that's how I see yeah, it. I think the work environment over the next five years will change. I think people have seen through this covid that jobs aren't safe no one um should be dependent on on even though you pay your taxes and and you should be you know given what's yeah required uh, to keep you going you shouldn't be holding and crossing your fingers uh, are they going to pay me out mm. i think the future works is definitely different I, I i read a lot about a guy called naval have you heard yeah of him? Man. really really into his stuff at the minute and just the idea now that I think, work, especially for for people like me, the work that I do, and if people have to reskill, you know, when re- what's the, what's our um, the Indian gentleman who's in the the government who oh Rishi he got a lot of flack for saying that people should retrain yeah That's, I know right and and, and listen uh, it's a huge statement that yeah and it, the timing might not have been agreed but uh, a but is this that some people might have to um, I know it's it's hard to hear for some people, um, uh, but it, it, it's factual that yeah. we, we've had in five months, six months from March to we're in uh, nearly November now, we've probably had five years of change. And I can only see this acceler- accelerating yeah. and, and getting more. And if you if you look into Naval's work, which I sort of fell into the rabbit hole of his, of his stuff, um, p- people who have... Uh, you know, home-based businesses, but more in, you know, the, the fire service, it's a, a required job. And I, I There's get, not many of them around, though. Is it, is it, is it yeah, it, it's a very specific job, and, and that requires hours, I get that. But one thing that he said that I really enjoyed, and, and I hope it comes to be, is that if people become specialised uh, in specific skills that are required in the marketplace, as automation becomes more, robotics become more, we, we you know, we I think the change is going to compound quicker. Mm-hmm. Um you only have to see this now in Marks and Spencers and things like this where there's more self-checkouts. There's, the, there's jobs that are becoming um, just obsolete. They're not going to be required. Uh, same in all these warehouse workers. You see these huge huge, huge warehouses, sooner or later they're going to be 90% robotic. Uh, these people aren't going to call in sick, work 24 hours a day. It's just going to go that way. So if people retrain, I hope that the the workplace can change and instead of the nine to five Monday to Friday four weeks off a year 
you almost can handpick projects. And he said something in that, and I was like, that's beautiful, that. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you've then built your skill set up, you, can, you could work maybe six months of the year of required and, 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 and from your offering and your service that you've given to that and the value you've given, you get obviously money in return, but you could have enough money where you can then focus on, on you. And I think if the time that I fought in this lockdown where people who have had families and have really enjoyed that time together, if you could do that, it's it's huge. I always look at I always used to look at people who who made great money working away. I always look. I was always financially uh, inquisitive. Like I was interested. Like how does that person get this car? Why why does this person make more money when he goes working away? And obviously there's a there's a health hazard to it. Same with the fire. You know they're, they're, they're not yeah. they're not always the safest jobs. Uh, but maybe eventually it can come to that sort of point in time where people get that. Yeah. The best of both worlds. They work inside something that is passionate for them and they get they get money for that, but also get that time off. I wonder if the workplace will change. And if the government if you I know you wanted to discuss conspiracy theories at the minute, if the government are trying to slowly change the dynamic of things. Mm. Because what they're looking for at the minute, even though I don't want to get into a COVID debate, they're looking for compliance at the minute. Will you comply uh, with what's going on? And ninety percent of the population will always comply. So, a question, a very deep question. Now you want to touch on conspiracies. Where do you see sort of the the future of work and and balance going? And well, try and dive into that. Yeah, well, well the, I, I feel like the, the 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 change, the transition into what we're talking about with you know a lot of jobs are disappearing, etc. The change was inevitable, and it was probably going to be slower. Um, but COVID is, and, and this is what I mentioned in in my podcast thing, my vlog that I did. It's the the few, the old days. They're not dying. They're be, they're being murdered. They're mm. being murdered by yeah. COVID, mm. and it's just almost like complete changed on its axis, a different direction as the future. All of a sudden, it was always going to go this direction, but just nobody. It's like almost like a people just trundling along. It's been forced as a change. Um, personally. On, on on the COVID, the, the thing about and con, co- COVID stroke conspiracies thing, my take on it is much more like practical and um, the simple answer I find usually is the truth. This is what I, from the reading that I do, the people that that I follow and the, 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 the sort of the articles that I read and the content i consume it often it's the simple things like what you, you you've he says as well it's it, it, there's no grand plans because it's it's difficult to even manage one area of one country it's enough it's too difficult to get everyone to do certain things it's too much chaos yeah, it's too unpredictable the, the 70 million of us yeah I, I look at it in my workplace environment there's 25 staff you can't get all those to agree exactly you, you can't just have a big grand plan um, what I do think that every single individual government is using COVID to cover up something that they're probably trying to get away with themselves, like pass pass certain laws or, you know, like Brexit. We've got Brexit to sort of cover over because yeah. it's such a shit show. So they, they, they're using it as a, as a smoke screen, convenient smoke screen. But when it comes to um, overall grand plans of locking everyone down and changing things on a global scale, I always say... Yeah. The, the 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 um 
there's a thing called human capital. And human capital, if you want to talk about it really sort of bluntly and dry, put mo- a monetary price on everyone, which is really what capitalism does. Um, it's like the whole globe's just one big business. A, a child that's born and is educated well and has a happy and productive life. So like, just let's just say a, a, an optimal westernized lifestyle let's just say what me and you might have had you know we've had some struggles we but we're relatively educated we're all right we've got enough money um that that is what that is the best case scenario so controlling people and locking them down and stopping them from having jobs and having this like slave this slave world dystopia it, it don't work practically because if the people right at the top of the pyramid who are relying on all this money that everyone earns and they're in control of all the money and it matters that everyone stays at the bottom paying these taxes and they control the money if there's no money being earned then they're not in, they're not not only are they not earning as much money because we're not earning it but they're they're not in control because we're not you that that sort of connect con, connection of controls being severed so they I don't buy into the it's it's one big plan a controlling plan. Mm. It, they can't afford for us to be unhappy. They can't. Aff- they they literally it costs more money for us to be unhappy, sitting in the same spot and miserable. It costs more for them to do that than it does for them to for us to be happy, to be creative, to have freedom of choice, to have more things available to us, to have a a nicer park that we can go walking around. All those things that we all love that we that conspiracists might think they're trying to take away. Paradoxically, we we need they need as well. They need us to have them as well for for them to earn more money from us. Does that make sense? Mm. Why do you think there's such a a following for them then? Why do people like to believe that there's something underhand going on? There's something, you know, it's us v them. What there's a there's an order in place. There's there's a planning place. It, it's because we think simply, and uh, this uh, economics are so complex. People, the economics, um, and just the way that we even think, just our own selves are so complex. One individual person is so complex, and and we aren't evolved to 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 make sense of this complexity. We 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 couldn't sit there gazing into the stars, contemplating the universe and the complexity of things because a tiger would just jump on his back and eat us. We needed to be, we need to think simply and in stories. There's a there's a tiger out back of that rock, so let's go this way. We can imagine it. We we understand how to interpret that, so let's get out of here. Yeah. Understanding complex things is not in, a, in, a, in the nature of a human. So we we create simple stories. So that's one aspect of it. But another aspect of it is. It's it's easier to blame. It's easier to blame someone else. If we're if we're if we're getting smacked in our face all the time, success, success, success. Instagram, wow, look how beautiful that guy's missus is. Look how happy that their their marriages are not mine. All of this amazing stuff that we see, and then we look at our four walls in lockdown, and as missus has put a bit of weight on, kids are screaming and c- carrying on. I'm f- I'm consuming three times more alcohol a week, and everyone else seems to be doing amazing, and my life's falling to shit. Yeah. It's easier to blame. It can't be me. It can't be me. It has to be them. Why I, 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 the reason why I'm not getting this stuff that I can see on my phone is because of something else that ain't me. It has to be. And it's just easier to do that. And then you get the cognitive bias of, 
you know, then other people agree with you because it's easy for other people to agree with that theory. Yeah, birds of a flever flock together. Yeah, if you're around people who think similar, that they're gonna validate that decision. And right? then you all, and then before you know it, you're all right, and you're all in this little pity party yeah, where you're protesting and yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and and before you know, it, and then and then all they need is one tiny little element of truth to the for, for a conspiracy. From you can sort of flesh it, fresh that flesh that tiny little bit of truth out to this big elaborate story that fits your narrative and it's just like come on man uh, even if you are right look up look at your fucking look at the state here just not, not and i don't mean any district I'm, I'm just talking about this but they could have if they if, if they applied that same level of interest and that same level of energy to feeding uh, feeding hungry children or looking inwards so that they can become a better person so they can get that job that they're after if they applied that same level of, of energy the life would improve but they don't and it's easier to just take that path of least resistance and go to that story that everyone else is believing in it's because it's just they're just yeah, simple some, some advice i got because i'm often a an overthinker and i like to write a fair bit on I think when I write on Facebook or do the blogs and it seems to get a response and I get a lot of messages, I think people sometimes think I'm in a... Where can we find that? Just on my Facebook. I'll, I'll, I'll occasionally... Oh, I'll vlog, sorry. No, so the the thing that gets a lot of direct messages, the videos do sometimes, like I started doing coffee and conversation yeah, those like mornings that. when there was lockdown, but sometimes, because I'm not great at it, I want to get better at physically writing. And um, I would... Uh, I would write and I would post. And even if the writing was, it could come across as fairly deep or didn't necessarily mean I was in a in a deep or, yeah. or sad place. I was just writing. You've just been creative. I was being creative. Um, I'm not too sure where I'm going to go with that. What were, the, what were the topic we were discussing then? Well, we were talking, we were discussing about how uh, the, the sim- people's di- simplicity. Oh, yeah, sorry. The, the Some of the the best advice, because I'm known for doing the deepy things, is uh, someone who's really, really close to me. I won't mention names because he's a bit of a private person. He, he said during the lockdown, uh, work really, really hard. This is a chance now to, to, to double down on, on what works. And he, he said something to me. He said, focus on your bubble. And I think if... A lot of people did that, and I think it's necessarily selfish. I think some people could look at that advice there of just focus on your own bubble, because the bubble thing came out in in this restrictions. Yeah, yeah. So it was like there were a correlation, and and, and I sat and thought about it. We're like, just focus on your bubble for mm, a while. That's good. And I was just like, that makes complete sense. Yeah. And if the collective focused on their bubble, and and worked hard on themselves, worked hard in the business, or worked harder in the job, brought in more money, and uh, and I know some people think money isn't everything. And, and again, another mentor who's close to me, he says, money is just tokens. And why wouldn't you want tokens? Yeah. Tokens give you things. Yeah. And allow access to things and, yeah. and, yeah. and all these sort of things. Money buys this guitar. It does. It buys everything. It buys the podcasting equipment. It buys holidays. It, and it pays buys... the person who made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and you, you've got to have a good relationship with that. Like if, 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 we're, gonna, if we're deciding we're going to play the capitalist game, why not play the game? Yeah. And why not play it well? Yeah. And, 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 and go and get what you need. Mm. Uh, does it need to be a million pound a month for most people? No, but you decide the amount and, and go get it. And and just that concept of right, focus on my bubble. Um, you know, I went and did that. I went and executed on that idea, and uh, you know, it worked for me. It's hard to say that lockdown has been has been a positive for me, but it's definitely opened many many doors just from me keeping it simple. I've focused on my bubble. I've worked really really hard. Um, 
and that was the formula for me. But it, it's probably what it probably has done is it's made you think, uh, realize what is important, and and at least it's created some clarity of what is actually your bubble and what is what is my inner circle, what yeah. is my. Because you might think you're in a circle as, oh, there's all my old schoolmates who I'm still in that WhatsApp group with and we go out once a month. But you didn't really go out once a month. You went out once every three months. And, you know, they're, they're, you're not really in theirs and you don't realise how sort of actual of an illusion that is where your actual bubble, your actual circle of influence. Yeah. You know, for me, I, I say this, I use this metaphor a lot. If you would just focus on your circle of influence and not your circle of concern, and this is another thing about the, the conspiracies, think that what's going on in America is a concern of ours but it's not what's going on in my house. Yeah. It's not what's going on in my street and my neighbourhood. Um, what, what, what's happening in the weather is a concern, but it's not in my little circle of concern, it, it, my circle of influence. I can't influence that. I can influence what's in my bubble. I can influence how I speak to my wife. I can influence how I raise my kid. I can influence what I feed them. I can influence what I feed myself. I can't influence what other people eat and consume, whether that's in the, in media or whatever. And, and, and if everyone, like you said, it's interesting that because I think that, and it's like, if you just, if we can do that, literally, if everyone who might watch or listen to this just focused on what they can actually influence and not on what concerns them, you, not only you become a, a more happier and content person, but the people around you in your immediate vicinity, your control do, and then the people around them do, and it creates a ripple effect, and it's the only way around the only way out of, I don't want to say this shit, but it's the only way out of this shit, basically. Beautiful point. I think we'll call it a day there. Lovely. Beautiful. I bet, we could, I bet we could talk all day. Absolutely. This is the one thing, and I'll uh, we'll close it off. Um, a lot of people ask me, why do you do the podcast? I'm like, the ability to be undistracted for, we probably spoke for well over an hour there. Is such a dying art form. Love it. And if people could just do it more and more, you yeah. would learn so much. Yeah. And I think that's why people like listening to the podcast. I've only just started. This is episode six, but we've got a lot of viewers already tuning in and listening who give great feedback, and it's always appreciated. But the more that I can get, uh, you know, great, good people like yourself who can, you know, speak well and, and, and deliver good topics and good conversation, it's, uh, it's a dying art form and one that I want to try and... Uh, yeah, bring back to the. I agree, and while we, you know, while we're sucking each other's cocks, I'll, <laughs> I, I, what I will say is, I, I love that. I love that. Um, when I first met you, I, you sort of upped my, you forced me to kind of up my game a little bit from my own little in my own little world because I thought there's people now, really actually making content. It's a thing, you know. It might be a, it might be a hobby at first, but it's like I will. I need to start doing a bit more of this and making it a thing. Uh, and because you're clearly someone who thinks you know outside the box you've got your mind on the future uh just looking around you've got you're an open-minded person you ask great questions you're a good conversationalist i mean it's a shame we couldn't talk all day but no i appreciate this i appreciate everything you do with it mate episode six matthew broadbent where can people we'll close on this where can people find your information okay so matthew broadbent facebook uh linkedin um we have we have uh instagram king king underscore matt broadbent um we have i mean bloody hell i'm a, if you, i'm a firefighter i've been for 20 years so if you want if anyone's looking to join fire service i'm happy to uh, advise on how they might do that if anyone wants to know how they can start a home-based business or want uh, understand how they can work from home without me selling them anything i'm happy to talk to them about that just 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 anything if i can help you i i, I really want to and you know yeah connect say hi 
and let's fucking make the world a better place Bye, together. Mate, thank you for your time. Appreciate that. I enjoyed that. Cheers, mate.